and you thought vinyl left. You're listening to the Vinyl Community Podcasts. Everything vinyl. How's it going, buddies? Welcome back to our bi-weekly podcast slash live stream slash all kinds of hootenanny. This is Surface Noise, concert buddy here. Kind of a different presentation than our normal run of show. We're actually going to listen to the new album from Nick Perry and the Underground Thieves, Terra Firma. Kind of listen to a track, get some feedback, all that stuff, and then we'll get into our freestyling. So before we get into all that, let's go ahead and go around the dais. We are joined by the usual cast of characters. We'll start from New York City-ish, Arnaldo <laughs> Adelios underscore Frequency. How are you doing, Arnaldo? I'm good. Uh, thanks, Chance. How are you? Loving, loving life, life loving. And then from the heart, <clears throat> the heart, the heart-ish of Texas <laughs> is David Bianco. Safe and sound Texas audio excursion. David, what's going on? Doing great. How about it? You all. Good. Y'all. Y'all. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> set you up. Set you up. And then currently in the great white north of Minnesota, but not for long, Jason Rojas. What's going on, pal? I'm just moving and packing. You know, my life is just as boring as Rachel Ghost's show lately. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, so like I kind of kicked off in the open. Let me get the let me get the comments going. So he's joining us, but um, I've been close to a project that um, been real excited about, and that is like I said in the open, a musician I've been following for almost twenty years. This guy named Nick Perry, who has had a really interesting career in the industry. I mean, he was practically a tyke. Uh, 19 kind of when uh, his band, his first band silver tide broke <clears throat> on the scene in about early 2000s. I think 2004 was their first like national tour. Um, so I've been kind of following him and the other guys in the band ever since. And when this album I saw on social media was kind of coming out, I reached out to him and, and asked him, you know, through his management, Hey, would you like to talk about the new album? And he was gracious enough to, Engage sent me a copy of the album digitally to kind of get a taste of it. I really enjoyed it, but I also wanted some unbiased feedback. So I uh, solicited the gentleman on the dais, a couple other people in the VC. Um, Norman Mazoff was one of them. Louis Golden was another. Jason, uh, Canada Jason, I think he's on her. Arsenal was another one. So just wanted to hear different points. Of, and that's kind of where the idea of this listening party per se kind of came from. So before... We kind of we're going to play a couple tracks from the album, so people watching at home, streaming this later. If you're not familiar with the album, it'll be a little taste. Uh, I'd highly encourage anyone before they buy any kind of physical media, stream it first. It is available on all streaming platforms: Spotify, Apple, Bandcamp, uh, I think SoundCloud, if I'm not mistaken. So anyway, so let's just go quick around the horn. Initial impressions. Uh, from this album, Terra Firma, from Nick Perry and the Underground Thieves. We'll start. We'll start with Jason. We'll start with Jason. We'll go counterclockwise. Okay, they were like, uh, you can hear me, right? Yes, mm-hmm. you're good. You're good. Okay, there were like a lot of different styles with this. I was a bit confused about it because there's 14 tracks and they kind of vary in a way. So my question was, who is the real Nick Perry? That's what I couldn't <laughs> understand. Like, because okay. the music switched on a bit different you know i know that there's some sort of thematic um what do you call it like theme with this yes. record because of the um uh the voiceovers and the samples and whatnot you know yeah um but i was more into the music and just seeing if i liked it or you know and so far it's okay mm-hmm. but i think all the the styles that kind of go different and haphazardly for me that mm-hmm. kind of weakens the record, like the cohesiveness of it. Okay. David Bianco. Well, I, opening I, impressions. Yeah. Well, I looked at it from two perspectives. One, uh, when I was in radio, one of the things I did was sample new albums coming out for what the strong songs were and the weak songs. And so I, I kind of took that perspective. And there's, <clears throat> there's a few on here that could easily be, you know, standalone singles kind of kind of music. But I also listened to it 
uh, a lot on headphones, listening to the engineering and the mixing <clears throat> and that aspect. And if um, and I like to pay attention to that, not just listen to it on speakers. So I've got some comments that I'm going to have regarding that aspect of it as well. But overall, I'm playing it a lot. So I guess that's the answer. I okay. really like it a lot. Awesome. Good to hear. Arnaldo, initial impression okay. of Terra Firma. Uh, well, I mean, I listened to it three times. I like to give an album at least three li listens before I can, you know, uh, pronounce any kind of uh, opinion, uh, have an opinion. Yeah. Um, and I have to say that I really enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed listening to it. Um, are we at the uh, comparison and favorite tracks uh, moment or? Almost. Uh, yeah. Was that? Almost, almost. Um. <laughs> okay. Well, my general impression is that. Um, I don't know the involvement of Nick um, and how long they've been playing together with his band of musicians, but I got the impression from the feel of the record that they're, they sound like a band, not like a lead solo guy with band that was put together uh, for, to support a solo artist. So for me, it sounded like a band. It sounded like I did, I did, feel and sense the chemistry among the band members, even though it is like a studio record. Mm -hmm. um, I noticed that they play well together. So it's, it's interesting you say that because there mm -hmm. is some cohesion because before this album, uh, Nick and underground thieves released Sun Via, which so for the people who are watching early, you're getting a head start because at the end of the presentation, I'm going to give somebody one of each of these records for participating so I'm going to be saying some some nuggets of information, and then at the end I'll ask questions, two questions, and if you can give me the answers, then we'll work out, and I will send these to you gratis, free of charge, continental U.S. Please, <laughs> <laughs> or if in Canada we can come negotiate, on, we can come negotiate. on, Harry. I'm afraid, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm so international shipping incident over this. So. <laughs> you're not going to do international shipping well i i mean i i could i could we can talk about it i said my my, <laughs> my aim would be predominantly continental u.s but um canada does not off uh the table but we'll, we'll talk it depends who wins right um but anyway so so back to yeah so this first album sun via was the first album that nick had put together with this collective most of the collective i think a couple guys or a couple musicians fell off for the terra firma but um, to that point, Arnaldo, a lot of them came back for this this project, and and one guy is Brian Weaver, who he's collaborated a couple times with Silver Tide, that that band from early two thousands. I was talking to him. Um, actually on this album, uh, he collaborated that the fifth track, I believe, is uh, Everybody Wants Some, and it was co-written by his former lead singer in Silver Tide, Walt Laffey, who uh, is really great, very similar to think about like Chris and. Uh, like the Robinson brothers, I guess, of the black crows that that band kind of had like a black crows kind of vibe, a dirty honey is another kind of contemporary band in that kind of style. But, um, so he's, he's collaborated with people from his past and is his present. So it's kind of fun like that, but well, let's go ahead and kind of kick it off with, we'll play a track, David, we'll kick it off with you. What, what was the track that really has sunken its teeth into you. I think the lead track, Waiting for You, I just really think, uh, you know, beyond when it gets into the music, of course. But it just, um, I, it, for me, the first track of an album is a very important track. Sure. Uh, it makes it or breaks it a lot of times. And if you lead in bad, it, it makes it tough. And this one is easy top 40 territory kind of song to me. And I, I, it's, it's, just a, it's just a nice, fun song.
All right. So as an opening track, what did you guys think? David kind of hit it on. It's a good, it's a very interesting way. Malay even said in the comments, kind of sounds like the cure. I hadn't really thought of that until she had said that, but I can kind of see, kind of feel some of that. Arnaldo, as as an opening track, how did, how did you enjoy that one? Or, or did you enjoy it? Let's, I don't want to put words in. Yeah. I didn't want to interrupt any, any other. Yeah. It's probably a good idea. Um, I'll probably do that too. For the, uh, for the listening. Um, yeah, that's actually, I was saying that the first song is probably the, the catchiest one, the more immediate one. And I found myself humming that today, actually, um, just in a moment that I was doing something else, I, I caught myself humming it. So, uh, definitely one of my favorite tracks of the album too. And Jason, what'd you think of that one? No, I didn't like it. Sorry guys. It's okay. Devil's advocate here. Wasn't for, for me. That song. No, yeah, I actually Bobby. like the next song. Okay, yeah, that's good. too poppy for me. I actually like the next song. I thought the next song should have been the one. Well, it's interesting you said that because even when I was first trading emails with Nick, that I won't change, which is the second song, and maybe we'll play that one a little bit. Yeah. Um, that was the first one I actually repeated like instantly, right? Because when I first time I heard it, I was like, yes. really digging it. So yeah, I re- and I told him that I was like, I already two songs in, I've already repeated the second song. So for me, I felt it got it off to a good start. I can tell you, I don't know on YouTube, but on StreamYard, it's like in mono. And you lose a lot of the effect of that song because of that. I wonder, if it, I wonder if it's because yes. I was playing it and I had my mic. So let me, when I mute it, tell me if it sounds differently when okay. we play the next one. Because that could be an Arnaldo's probably got right in terms of muting it and stuff. So, yeah. so Arnaldo, mm-hmm. what, what would you outside of waiting for you? the one you had nominated, but another track that you, you, you that stuck out to you for whatever reason. Uh, I really liked Modern Man as well. Um, the one Jason mentioned, uh, I Won't Change. And uh-huh. then, um, well, these are my standout tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I say those are my standout tracks. Okay, well, do you, how about we play I Won't Change since that one sure, is kind cool. of topic to draw us play that one
All right, Jason. You are you are next on the turnstile. What you kind of already hit on the opening. How did you feel about obviously the size of the album? I mean, it's very ambitious. Fourteen tracks. It's too long. Okay. <laughs> Fourteen tracks ain't my style. Mm, Man, okay. can you imagine putting this on vinyl? It's probably like you'd have to compress right seven per side, maybe. That's well, no. But it's just, so it's interesting. Like, and that's kind of what's very ambitious about this project. And this double LP by design. See, I'm gonna look. What a, what a shill I am. I'm even showing the product, right? Um, <laughs> but, and I didn't know this honestly until I listened to it a couple times. And I would literally the morning or the day of I was going to talk to Nick, I went on a run and it kind of hit me that the seventh song, the title track, Terra Firma, was kind of a hinge point. At least that's that was my impression. Right. And when I got talking to Nick, I mean, it was very I mean, it's pretty spot on because that's why there's two two albums really is the first one. Uh, the first disc was supposed to, to represent death, uh, death after life. And then after that hinge point of Terra Firma then the, the the back half of the album was like life after death. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I could kind of tell, and I didn't know that going into it, it was really interesting because then after we talked, I kind of went back and looked at some old posts about the album that maybe I'd missed or I didn't study about the artwork in particular. And that's why there's like the two sides of the tree because terra firma I think in Italian means like of the earth. Right. So interesting, uh, interesting idea sense that, for an independent artist to self-finance, self-write, self-promote, distribute, all that stuff, a double LP really kind of intrigued me. And obviously, bias coming into the project, I'll, I'll own that part of it. But um, I would think it's, from the outside looking, it seems very ambitious because not only do you have to pay for all this, you have to write all this. And to, obviously, we all know about all the pressing issues <laughs> going on. Um, but I will say, for my, my talk with Nick, I mean, he wanted to do everything like top, 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 top. And so that costs more, right? Put it to tape, taking it to Sterling Sound and having Steve Fallone master it. Steve Fallone, Grammy Award-winning mastering engineer. I think he got the Grammy for uh, the Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga album. So guy knows what he's doing. Um, and that I'm sure it wasn't cheap getting him to master it, right? So I think from that perspective, I have a lot of appreciation for uh, – what Nick went through to get this through. But in terms of, or it's too long. Well, I want to put words in your mouth, Jason. It's a little longer than probably you felt it should be. Um, did you, did you feel, did you catch any of that kind of attic? Like you, you said earlier, I think probably off camera, we we're talking that there was a theme there, but did you pick up on that theme that I just shared? Or was that, was it not as clear on your first couple of listens or whatnot? That was not clear. I'm okay. glad you okay. said said something about does it, it. Does it make sense now that I've kind of like revealed it or? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Um, what, what tracks stood out to you and what was the one that we should play on behalf of, uh, of your session here? What, what, what track was, or was there a couple tracks that you really thought stood out above the rest? Uh, are you asking me or the other guys? No, Jason. No, you, Jason. You're, you're in the hot seat, Jason. You're in the hot seat. Oh, okay, <laughs> fine. I mean, we we played my favorite track, I Won't Change, which is number two. Mm-hmm. Um, I like number four, which is called The Pines, because of this great jammy country rock intro. It was very good. There's a video on that one. Keep going or just name a few? Yeah, no, keep, no, keep going. And then, we, and then you just tell me which one we should play. Um, I like track number six, Kiss the World, because it was a very grand sort of like ELF. ELO like esque mm-hmm. epic song. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I would like you to play Morning Light, which is track number eight, because it had all these catchy effects in a cool chorus. I like that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, that was one of my favorites too. And and that was the one, to be honest with you, that I felt something shifted after you get past Terra Firma at seven. I felt like, and I didn't mm-hmm. want to jump to conclusions because like Morning Light, New Awakening, Phoenix Rising, I was. I wanted to stick away from like those kind of obvious kind of rebirth mechanisms. But um, when I kind of asked Nick about it, he's like, no, that's exactly why that track is right there. So let's go ahead and play that one. Ooh. 
Yeah, definitely one of my favorite tracks for sure. I really enjoyed that. Now that I've kind of pulled the, the cloak back on what, what the, the the artist impression was of the theme, does that make sense from the way the songs are laid in the front? Because I know Mazzy, when I when when we were talking about it, he said he didn't pick up on that right away and, and he kinda called me out on having like a little artist bias. But I like I said, I didn't catch it until maybe fifth or sixth listen and then it just like caught to me. I kind of picked up on it musically after Terra, Terra Ferma. It was a different, I noticed something was different. Something shifted. Uh, I wasn't paying attention to the <clears throat> lyrical content from throughout the album. So at least musically, I kind of picked up on it. David, yeah, how about I, you? I, well, the first thing that struck me, it was 14 tracks. And I said, wait a second. Most bands do 10 tracks. And I know he's an independent, but I just wondered about why right out of the box. Uh, and so I kind of was trying to pick up if there was some thematic. And then, like you said, I think musically it started to shift. Yes. But I didn't really pick up on where the bookends were on it until after probably the third listen. Uh, you know, it wasn't really clear to me at first. But I started to see some distinctions between what the messages were on the front half of the album versus the second half of the album. Remind me, David. I, I don't. I know you ordered the vinyl, but you haven't got it yet, right? It's it's uh, it's it should be here tomorrow, I think. Okay, cool. Yeah, same yeah. here. Nice. Um. So I will say. So I guess it's my turn around the horn. Um, my favorite track, and tell me what you guys saw this one was the twelfth track. That space between. Uh oh, vanished. There he is. Um, was the twelfth track, space between. Uh huh. 
and I, I liked it for a couple of reasons. I like I like some of the riffs. Actually, I like a lot of the riffs. I like kind of the the change of tone with the the kind of the scat kind of lyric delivery, which I thought was again a lot different than some of the other kind of uh, deliveries and singing on the album. And I also liked some of the like kind of real world connotations because I think if I picked up a couple things from that song was, you know, talking about like giving me, giving us the space to disagree was one thing that really stuck with me because obviously we live in a time where we're very uh, tribal and, and uh, you know, we, we tend to not hear the other side of, of certain kind of conversations or our topics or whatnot. And so I thought to me, it was clever how I, he kind of wove that in there and also talked about, uh, you know, like we're, we're, uh, society condition on convenience and, 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 you know, not used to having patience. Jason, you always talk about having patience when it comes to collecting records. And I think that that's, a, that's a, especially in our hobby and collecting, that can be kind of a lost art, but as a whole, I think patience is, is a, is a skill that's on, on the decline for a lot of reasons, not to get philosophical. The vocal got a little bit kind of in your face, I think there too. Sure. It seemed like he was really, pointing a finger with the vocal style which i thought was a shift well it got my attention right like it yeah. got my because because i'm gonna be honest like a lot of the things i listen for on a new listen even if it's an artist i've been following or i've been into before previous albums or whatnot is i like i like to listen to like where they take it musically but also like i mean i'm i'm from the country give me some good riffs give me some give me some just stuff that makes me want to like get into it right like in, yeah. in, in a lot of different ways and uh, it was kind of almost like I don't want to call it rap, but kind of like the way rap is, where they're starting to really push a message. Sure, sure. Really have that kind of feel to it without being rap. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, so let's go ahead and play that one, and then uh, we'll see where we go from there. We don't understand reality, and the way that we perceive the world around us is completely cloaked in ignorance and misunderstanding.
machine devours the invisible Frequently vibrating, amplifying and fading Blind to the hate and it's waiting around every corner All I'm asking is So that was my favorite track. That was Space Between. Um, so a couple questions, and then we'll kind of see where we are for time. Um, if you played it all the way through, did you did you catch the surprise on the 14th track? Just curious. There was a surprise, like a post-post ending? Yeah, so there's like a, like a well, if people are, are – I would highly encourage people to listen to that 14th song. There's, there's something – like play it all the way through. Don't stop when the music stops. I'll say that. No, there's, a, there's, there's like a conversation going on that loops on to the beginning of the album. There is, but there's also – maybe I need to listen to it again because in the, the version I listened to, there was like a – I'm just going to say it, a hidden track. There was a hidden track in there that was just a nice little kind of like easy way to like leave the album to me. Um so a couple questions come to mind. We'll kind of go around the dais. So you've heard that album. Jason, did you listen to it more than once? Oh, did I listen to it more than once? Yeah. Uh, probably twice, actually. Twice. Okay. Just curious. Okay. Um, question I have for you guys is, would you buy this if it was easily available on vinyl? Because I like you, Chance. Sure. I would give it a chance <laughs> and buy it on vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> and David, obviously, we already know your answer. I kind of I let the cat out of the bag on that one. <laughs> yeah, I've already ordered two signed copies, so yes. Nice. So, uh, but I will say, I think you're talking about where it fades out at the end and then it starts up again at 14. Is yes, that what you yeah. mean? Yes, where the car yeah. it sounds like a car almost leaving or something, and then a little bit, and, and then, then there's yeah, a little right. okay. track it in, yeah. So I'm just saying, listen to it in a streaming format in stereo. You'll you'll enjoy it a, a ton more, uh, to be honest with you. But yeah, That's I mean, great. I think it's definitely, uh, yeah, something I definitely want in my collection. And Arnaldo, is this something that you've heard yeah. it a couple times now? Do you think you'd pick it up? Yeah, like I said, I listened to it three times, and I found myself humming. Uh, one or two of the songs. Uh, so it's definitely something that I enjoy and probably definitely will pick up. So I just wanted to add a few things. Like some yeah. people were mentioning um, various influences. Uh, the first thing that came to mind to me is more like Southern rock. Sure. Uh, but not the traditional 70s Southern rock, more like the later Southern rock. We're talking about like Kings of Leon, My Morning Jacket, and I don't know if you know this band, and this is the one that I noticed most of the similarities to, even in terms of vocally, uh, the singer um, and the band, Moon Taxi. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Moon I've heard the name. I don't know if I'm familiar so with So the sound reminds me a lot of Moon Taxi, especially also his voice. But overall, the feel that I get is mostly that Southern kind of alternative rock, Kings of Leon, you know, My Morning Jacket a bit. That's the vibe that I get. And I did pick up on that. I didn't want to say it before people jumped on me that that second that I think was the second song we were listening to with the solo. It reminded me of David Gilmore, too. Mm. And also forgot which song it is. There's one where there is an amazing maybe it is a second or maybe it's the third one. It's a song that I really like that has like this amazing organ. It's like a Hammond organ on it. Is it modern man? Yeah, modern man. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, you're right. I'm thinking of the word yeah, playing in my mind. Right another one of my favorites. So yeah, um, I wasn't the only one who picked up on the similarities to David Gilmore. Yeah. And you know, very late Pink Floyd. We're talking Division Bell. What's that other one called? Momentary lapse of reason. Oh, yeah, back to the later part, like the more the poppier <laughs> Pink Floyd. So fun fact time. Nick is not the only uh, recorded musician in his family. 2011, 12, do you remember there was a song called Jar of Hearts by Christina Perry? I remember the name, yeah. 
so, so that was like a top 40 song. So just a little fun fact, because we're all about the fun facts on this uh, maiden voyage of a listening party. All right. So next question, um, David, I'll kick it off with you. If if Nick was either opening or doing a solo tour or with the Underground Thieves, would you buy a ticket and go see it? Yep. Absolutely. Jason? Yes, I would do it because I like your chance. I oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. Wow. He's, he's buttering me up on this one, folks. Jason, really. When, when's your birthday? Are you buttering me up for a birthday VCLP situation here? Because you know I got a couple of these albums, right? Oh, man. Wow. See you in Austin. See you in Austin. Yes, sir. I'll see you in Austin. Uh, Arnaldo, what would you think? If, if Yeah, I think actually live they probably sound really good. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of long songs, like jammy songs. I think mm-hmm. those probably come alive when you hear them live, probably better. I don't know. Have you ever listened to them live? Uh, so I haven't seen this incarnation. They didn't come to St. Louis. They came to Northern Illinois, and I, I almost went when they were touring on Sun Via, the previous album. Um, but when he was in that first band, I mean, again, almost 20 years ago, Silver Tide, I saw him twice. And to me, and this is kind of what put the hooks in me early on with – Nick's guitar playing and just that band was they were opening for Velvet Revolver. Remember those guys like super group, Scott Weiland and the Guns N' Roses guys. And, you know, when you go to a show, you know, sometimes you catch an opener if you've never heard of them, sometimes you don't. And that was one of the like five times I just remember implicitly like low expectations. I'm just there. And I was blown away almost to the point where I, I would have said like who, who at night, it could have been a toss up and, and, and Velvet Revolver was like on fire. Like they were really like Wyland was cleaned up and ready for something to prove. And it was a theater tour. You know what I mean? Like they were, they were getting their, their sea legs and it was a, of all places. They kicked off a theater tour. Their first ever tour in St. Louis is very interesting. Even Wyland even said like, you guys better enjoy this because we're hitting stadiums after this. Anyway, this sounds like a vinyl community podcast. <laughs> <laughs> plug, 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 plug. <laughs> So, yeah, so I, I wish I would have – I wish I, I hope and I've even kind of like say, hey, Nick, you should come to St. Louis. Um, I know that they, they opened for like the Nielsen Family Trust because uh, Emma, uh, 8 Vinyl Low, uh, had seen them. And so when I posted the interview like a week or two ago, she had commented on that. So, um, so all right, last question before we kind of wrap this one up. Would you recommend this album to a friend, Arnaldo? Uh, I would recommend it to a friend who would – probably be into it who i know probably that i know you know their uh their musical taste and uh, would it be somebody like kind of we've talked on some of the cues that the the pink floyd kind of vibes maybe a little neil young some of that southern rock yeah maybe very targeted listen okay david what would you say yeah i already have actually because i've i record like indie I, this is kind of an indie band to me is the way i categorize sure. them and i've already i do that a lot with indie bands you know to friends and recommend them like mute math is one of my favorites and a lot of people don't know who they were but um so i when i like a band i usually you know say hey and as soon as it became available streaming i sent some links out so oh, yeah great. absolutely Right. And Jason, I know as a favor to me, you would probably recommend it. Oh, yeah. Friend. But if I wasn't part of the equation, we'd, we'd just come up in conversation. You wouldn't even ask the question. <laughs> no comment. I don't know if I can no, comment okay. on this. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, wow. well, let's kind of call it a day on this part of the presentation. We're coming up on the, at the top of the hour. But um, sure first time for this listening party format i thought it was it, something let's try something different and and nick was, again was gracious enough to um, not only uh, give his blessing to listen to some of the songs but obviously because of his independent artist status it helped didn't get a shut down on the youtube so i thought it was kind of a, a perfect storm of trying something different on surface sure. noise um would love to hear feedback on what the people who have stuck around and watch us and i've got to give away these records so if you've been from the beginning let's 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 start with the the album we're talking about, Terra Firma. So folks watching at home, I gave some nuggets of information. If you can tell me the place that Mastering Engineer for this album works at. First one in the comments. You guys on the dais, help me monitor this. First one on the dais, I will send this record to you gratis. That means free. And, and Novice Nick is right. We need some likes on this video because this is, a, this is new uncharted territory. So... Jason Arsenal. All right, Jason Arsenal. Oh, I got I got to look at the All right. 
perfect. Look at all right, Jason. I know you're in Canada. We'll work this out how I get this to you. Yeah. We'll <laughs> send it to Bobby Gas, okay? Bobby Gas. Yeah, I'm gonna we'll send it, it I'm gonna send it to Bobby Gas so it gets lost. And then I'm gonna get five attack videos <laughs> and a brother Brian elbow <laughs> off the top rope. For, uh, and we can talk about that stuff in the freestyle. So work that out. Smell like right. marijuana, dope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the other album I'd love to give away is the previous album before Terra Firma. That is Sun Via. Um, very similar type of sound to Terra Firma. A little bit more. Arnaldo, I don't know if you've heard this one, but those Southern rock cues, very prevalent on this so record. It's very, I think it was, there's a lot of uh, wandering and a lot of uh, like, cacti and and that kind of thematic uh, presentation on this but um let's see so the question i will say is i named obviously he was another band uh before this that's where i got my hooks into uh, his creative journey uh what was one of the names of the the guys in the band who also contributed to these projects i gave a couple names and we'll see if anybody i mean i'm of course you can probably look these things up online but i was very deliberate and i dropped two names so i'll take either of those two names and novice Nick put Robert Gass. That is not one. I will <laughs> not affiliated with this project. But well, he, uh, he so, we'll, so we'll see where that comes in. Yeah, Rob, Robert Gass was not in any of these bands, as far I'm as I'm supposing. I know. We can't participate. Okay. <laughs> well, listen, listen. If we get hard up, David, and nobody answers, then it, since you since you put your beak out there, I will. Uh, I'll send it to you. I already have your address. Brian Weaver. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, don't. well, David, I think you just got a free record. All right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap Send it to up. Novus Nick on my oh, behalf. Nick, Nick, send Nick, it to Novus Nick on my Nick, behalf. Nick, I want $3, Nick. I want $3 yeah. because that's always your opening bid <laughs> on these auctions. So you send me $3. No, I'm All right. Well, let's go. Let's go ahead and close this part for the podcast again. Nick Perry and Underground Thieves, new album, Terra Firma. Highly encourage you to check it out. Check it out on streamers. Um, and there's a video on YouTube called The Pines, and I put a link to it in there. Yes, yes, there's I would play it. Yeah, we weren't running up on time. But, yeah, there's a couple yeah. of videos. And, and that's the interesting thing is talking about an independent artist also having to produce your own videos. Yeah. I mean, it's a very – yeah. <laughs> and now his Nick's on there. Um, yeah, I mean – good videos even they just he just dropped this week a video for i want to be free which kind of had a throwback like kid in the 90s kind of playing video games kind of oh, resonated yeah. with me because i could identify with that but sure anywho i'd like to thank everybody who watched listened, sat through us playing songs again a new idea here we're trying out on surface noise and my guests for not only bearing the bearing the the weight of listening to this music but also giving me their feedback and i appreciate they spent their time listening to it to come up with objective opinions and arnaldo over at fidelius underscore frequency thank you sir thanks for inviting me on this david bianco safe and sound texas audio excursion wearing a wonderful wonderful concert buddy (laughs) t-shirt thanks for joining us sure and then Jason Rojas, soon to be a Texan once again. I think because you used to live in Texas oh, at one point, yeah. right? So you yeah, return to form. Just can't wait to get on. Yep, deep in the heart of Texas. Perfect. All right. Heart Thanks for joining us. See and pot- Seacrest out. And that was another trip around the turntable. Thanks for listening to Vinyl Community Podcasts.